Yeah. Yeah, life hack, exactly. <laughs> An actual life hack. Holy, holy cow. I think this deserves a holy cow. Because Willie Doo's been like living in this place, rearranging things. Yeah. It's like maybe we're gonna put the couch in the right spot for once or the chair or something. Like maybe we're gonna finally figure out what this should be. We had uh the walls used to be black, now they're white. I heard that, yep. This stuff used to be down there, now it's down here. This stuff used to be in that corner, now it's over here. We're making good use of this beautiful TV finally. A whole new set. It's a whole new set. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Carl Conrad on the show today. There's a lot to talk about. I'm happy that we have you here because uh, stuff, they've been releasing stuff, these companies, uh, this month. Yep. There's been, uh, well, I don't know. You probably talked about some of it on your channel. I see the most recent up. You didn't talk about the Pixel, though. So funny enough, I was just telling this to uh, Will. Mm -hmm. My Pixel got lost in the mail. Oh, so right. I got an email from Google saying, oh, sorry, we couldn't, you know, locate your package. Yeah. Lost in transition. So here I am with no Pixel 6. No Pixel, no Pixel. Yeah. Um, we had our own Pixel problems. Yeah. Border, pix, Pixel border problems. Oh, yeah. And uh, so our video was a bit delayed, but we just like... We just like slapped it out there. We just got it done real quick. I have yeah. the. Did you see it yet? You want to check it out? I have okay, it here we go. I'll just, uh, I'll just give it to you live here so you can at least have a little glimpse of it. This is called Cloudy. Is that right? Cloudy White. <laughs> I said it in a video. I mean, we'll it seemed out. like an odd name for a color. I'm gonna pass yeah. this to you right okay. now. We're gonna. This is. This is some high action, big budget stuff right here. The full Passover. Yeah. Perfect. I didn't set it okay. up or anything yet, so you're not going to get my text or anything if you look at it. But yeah. um, that's the pro model. Yeah. What is your what's your take here? You just I mean, you're just touching it for the first time. But what do you think? It's clean. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've I've always been a, a fan of, you know, pixel devices. I felt like this year, you know, we've all seen the leaks, the, the rumors yeah. and everything. It just feels nice. Mm. It feels it feels premium. And mm. that's what pixel devices i think didn't feel before right um with the with the plastics and the yeah. painted yeah. plastics or they were sort of metal but not quite this yeah. this thing is metal and glass yeah so i i typically rock my devices without case mm. i like the feel of it sure I, I you know i'm sure they spend millions of dollars on design to, they do. to make sure that feels good in the hand and this feels good in the hand it feels good in the hand yeah. so that's your initial take on it now what about the the design in general, the visor, the Daft Punk, the uh, Cyclops. W what is your take on that? Also, something different. Mm. Um, and it's nice to be a bit different. It's nice to, you know, have something that doesn't have the, you know, the traditional camera sensor. And I dig it. Yeah, you know, there's something about uh, being in a space that we're in. By the way, uh, for those that don't know, I mean, you've been making videos on tech for a while. Yeah. Uh, there's something about being in this space where you want the new thing to seem new. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, n n never mind you and I talking about it, but even just as a customer buying this stuff. Uh, when, they, when it gets repackaged or if it seems too familiar, for some reason you're not motivated or as excited, something like this. Yeah. But, but even if it 
is seemingly inconsequential, like, oh, the cameras are in this pattern or it's this visor look or whatever. You're just looking for uh, the novelty of something that feels fresh sometimes. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, when I think that's the problem with the iPhone now, a lot of people will look at it and say, hey, well, what's different from that from last year, mm. from two years, from five years ago? Mm. It looks very similar. Um, is that a reason for someone to, you know, upgrade then? They'll probably say nothing has changed. Mm. But, you know, with, you know, new stuff like this, I'm not saying that. I'm sure if they had a camera layout like, you know, this, it would perform the exact same, probably. Maybe there's some other sensors involved, but like you said, it just looks different. And maybe that's that, that catch of the eye you're subconsciously saying, oh, maybe it is different. Maybe I'll check that out. Yeah, yeah. Just that initial, that initial kind of emotion of, uh, you know, having that, because it's because it kind of gets lost. I, I mean, I, I'm like two thousand videos here, yeah. and it kind of gets lost at a point because yeah. you've, you've looked at so many things and played with so many things that yeah. are um, similar, and and you're trying to get back to that initial moment when you first interacted with some of these things. I mean, it, it's not going to get there because smartphones are pretty much what they are at yeah. this point, so long as they remain a slab in your hand. But yeah. these small little tweaks and uh, interesting approaches are something that I'm here for. So because you've looked at it, is there any reason for this Cyclops design? Is there, is there a purpose behind that? Um, you know what? There's like weird embargo things going on. Uh, the word, yeah. the, the word of the day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what's interesting now. It seems like audiences are so familiar as well. Not just us having to deal with these types of terms and yeah, Google did it in a way where they were basically said you can show it, you can show the home screen. Okay, that's kind of where we're at right now. So my embargo hasn't come because I haven't got my device. <laughs> oh right, so say <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, you signed nothing. So do yeah. you know? Go ahead and uh, and check it out. I mean, yeah. like it, the cameras. Obviously, they've added this uh, periscope style camera, so yeah. you need more space for that. So yeah. if you you you're either going to have a big bulge or you're going to lay it out in this fashion horizontally. I like the lines of it. I don't know if you can tell. I like lines. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, Will can switch to the wide and you can see there's lines in this. I, I don't know, like clean lines and things like that is kind of interesting to me. Uh, the bulges always, you get used to them. But I don't know if you remember initial reaction when you had big, giant camera bulges in the corner. People were freaking out Losing at it. first. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can get used to anything. Yeah. But there is something about the simplicity of this that makes sense to me even though it is also different, which tells you something. If you can get used to it that quickly, then maybe it's maybe it's good design. I don't know. Yeah. It's possible. The Pixel is not the only... I've been a Pixel fan, by the way, so I just put this out there. Like, I've used all those all the devices dating back. I mean, obviously, I try to use many as possible, but uh, for me, it, it just remains sort of an event when there's a new one. Hardware, software, uh, some of the stuff. I mean, I'll never forget those early pixels that were doing different stuff with the camera software than yeah. any any other uh, devices had done. Uh, like, like I'm not allowed to say I have been shooting some photos with it. I'm not allowed to say, right. but I'll just say it's definitely a pixel. Yeah. I don't think that breaks anything for me to say that. Right. It's definitely a pixel when it comes to the camera. And you're about to find that out when yours gets through. Yeah. This is not the only product, though. There's another product which you did make a video on. Yeah. Do you know what product I'm talking about? MacBook Pro. Mm. 
What, what, was, what can yeah. you tell me about that? I mean, I just did a little recap of what happened at the keynote. Um, it's cool to see. I mean, Apple didn't fully admit that, oh, we took the ports out. We were wrong. It's Apple takes the ports out and then they come back X amount of years later. We're reintroducing these. They're here. This is what a pro device is. Mm. So it's not like they're saying they were wrong, which I think they were before to take out an SD card slot. Every creator needs that. Mm. And now they're back. Now they're back with MagSafe and they're going to say, oh, wow, it's, you know, it can charge this, you know, many times faster. It's these graphs, which are pretty funny. I was laughing this, at those this, graphs, the no, shape yeah, yeah, of yeah, those yeah. graphs. <laughs> it's just like these vague, yeah. upside down, smiley face yeah. type of graphs. Uh, I mean, it does. I, I don't. The reason that I uh, I don't I'm not really making fun of it is because I know what they what they actually did with M1. So yep. I don't it's doubt impressive. it. Yep. I don't doubt that with the um, the Max model or just the regular Pro model. I don't, I don't doubt their graphs. Yeah. No matter how many upside down smiley faces are on there, I don't doubt their graphs. Yeah. Uh, but this uh, this obviously satisfied a lot of people, man. I saw Twitter was going. Nuts. I saw people in this community everyone was posting their screenshots of spending like seven grand or whatever canadian yeah yeah or i think you can spend 6100 us or you can spend like 7400 uh yeah i think they have like an eight terabyte canadian. option yeah which is yeah, yeah. ridiculous right but for like 2500 dollars. yeah if you've got the money yeah it's weird man apple has that ability don't they they have that ability to pull seven g's out your pocket which is very unique in the space and quickly like without consideration yeah the event just happens and then all of a sudden you're seven thousand dollars there's seven thousand dollars less in your pocket what did they do to you how it's not like it's not like i mean i can imagine if all of a sudden you hit a button and your video was edited and and, and, all, and there oh, was some innovation that, take my money exactly yeah. but for the average person who hit that button to buy, how many seconds of the day is it going to, like, how, how big of an alteration on their life is it going to have? So, and that's the question. Are you looking at, you know, that 1% or maybe say, what, 5% on Twitter that are buying these? How many of those people are keeping them? It's just, oh, maybe I'm buying them because I want to take a look at it. Mm. But who can actually afford a $7,500 computer? Well, if you read the comment section, they would say, youtubers okay right okay i mean that's kind of what's weird about it there is a discrepancy there where we post we publish this this uh content that makes it seem super normal to do these abnormal things yeah. and so you have to assume that at some point a new normal can possibly be created in which people do feel that they should be in in right. that uh group or category that it should be easy to pull the trigger on seven g's but I don't know, man. I would feel very hesitant to recommend such a thing, but yeah. it's but it seems really normal to post the picture of it. And I think that's where it's tough. Um, you know, when when I actually have to think about this when I'm creating content, it's you know not everyone is obviously upgrading every year. Not everyone is dropping you know fully maxed out iPhone two thousand bucks. You know, a thousand bucks on a phone here. That's not the norm. Mm -mm. But we're just so in it where every day there's a new product and every day it's oh thousands of dollars mm -hmm. um it's tough to you know kind of look at the normal person and say hey that that that's not actually happening it's tough to keep it real 
tough to keep it it's real. It's tough, yeah. It's tough to keep it real. I mean, because you get yeah. further and further away from most people's reality, yeah. which is strongly considering these things. Yeah. It even gets crazier because then you would see the ship date slipping. People started to post, yeah. oh, great, now I have to wait till December. And then so everyone else gets frantic yeah. and supplying demand takes off. Look, from a technical perspective, I like this MacBook. Every, people in here Absolutely. use... Uh, we have a mix of PCs and Macs in here, but people uh, have been getting, honestly, uh, a lot of productivity out of M1 and like an iMac and, yeah. and we have uh, the 13-inch MacBook Pro and people. I mean, like when we were trying to push how many clips, we're trying to push like 50 clips at one time. I'm looking at Will right now. And you've got maybe 30, 40 gigs of 4K content and you have a timeline and it's like could be like three hours this is this is not something you would typically yeah. do and then you're you're making these chops and doing all these exports and those that's where those little performance improvements can actually pay off is when you have that multiplier effect of in a real production type of scenario and moving just to the regular m1 was a big improvement Huge. so you can imagine once willie do gets his hands on this Maybe he's gonna get back to posting clips and stuff. Yeah, one day. Because you know, you know, will people blame you for everything that's happened? Here. I know. Yeah, you're getting blamed left, right, and center. So you gotta get back to those clips. Um. Anyway, so did you end up ordering one of these? I did. You did. I did. You did. I mean, you, you did. To. You, you did. Yeah, I I did. Um, I actually went with I I ordered both. I'm not gonna keep both. I like the the smaller form factor. I like the 14 inch. Mm. And people like that, you know, portability. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. I'm coming from, you know, an M1 MacBook Pro right now. And uh, if those graphs are anything to, you know, if, if I can get any more improvement, that, that's great. Mm. Not that I'm shooting, you know, maybe your guys' level production. I'm just, you know, I'm still shooting in 4K. I find that it does, you know, bog down a bit. But Yeah, the 14 is interesting because... Uh, I think it has some of that new new factor that the Pixel has. In, right. in you never saw a real MacBook Pro right. with dedicated graphics smaller than fifteen and a half. I mean, you had the sixteen recently. Yeah. So this is at what is it three and a half pounds? I mean, that's an incredibly portable package. The yeah. only hesitation I had on a fourteen inch was just taking a hit on battery life. Right. By about five six hours. So. You know, that's uh well by the way, which spec did you get? Um I honestly I chose the one with the lowest shipping amount. So whatever that was, I was like, Oh, this one mm. ships at the quickest time. I'm just gonna get this. So the silver one, I think. So the silver one, yeah. I think I'm getting it next week. Now it's three to four week shipping because don't you dare publicize that uh, <laughs> shipping slip in order to increase even more orders as people yeah. panic. <laughs> I wonder about this though, because um you get the shipping delays, but then I think Apple does keep a certain amount to hit stores on the 26th. Right. So they actually have something to launch. Yeah. So I would assume at least for some of those base specs, you'll see more of them pop up on the 26th, as long as you don't want a crazy custom order. And probably as long as you don't want the Max model, because those ones, they went into, it's well into December, December now. Yeah. If you want a Max model, which is probably what Will wants. I believe... Apple is sending over a Max model for me to check out. Mm. Um, so we'll you get to check it out anyway. Yeah. And see if it's worthwhile compared to the non-Max model. Yeah. Probably not for most people. I mean, it's a huge mm -hmm. jump in cost. Yeah. 
huge jumping cost and uh, another interesting thing is that power adapter 140 watt power adapter on the 16 inch model that is enormous I don't even know do I have a laptop gaming laptop I guess maybe 150 or something anyway yeah and I know on the 14 inch model if you want a better power adapter you have to pay more I saw that and Apple said oh if you choose the 16 inch it's for free mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. hmm, oh man they got tactics right they got tactics. They got it all figured out. Did you see the cleaning cloth? Oh, I was just about to bring that up. Yeah. The Wait, $40. Bring, bring uh, up yes, the cleaning maybe. cloth, Will, yep. and show people what's really going on in the world in 2021. It's a $19 <sighs> USD polishing cloth, but here's the best part. He clicks on it. Six to eight weeks shipping. <laughs> <laughs> it is more down, backed up than yeah. the MacBook Pro that it's meant to clean. Scroll down for a sec. You'll see which devices it's capable with or it's uh, compatible. compatible with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, my yeah, goodness. Yeah, yeah. Someone had to type that out. It's very, or copy and paste <laughs> yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, it is a, or maybe it's automated in some way. What a strange, it is a strange sign of the times to have a cleaning cloth, a, a, a square microfiber cloth, uh, back ordered six to eight weeks because it has a tiny little logo on it like i mean at a certain yeah. point we yeah. all have to be real about it right certain point yeah. that is wild but you know what uh it's uh, there is fandom and commitment around this brand which you do have to appreciate man people are it's like you go you go to your favorite restaurant you leave a tip you want to see that place the next yeah. time you come back yeah this is the tip this is apple's tip for the super fans, they get the polishing cloth. Although I, d I doubt that Apple's going to have any trouble paying their bills anytime soon. <laughs> it's not the same type of sympathy. <laughs> so would you it, Would you do the same? Th Obviously, you have a huge platform. Would you make an unbox therapy cleaning cloth and charge $15 for it? Mm. I, probably Linus does something like that, I would guess. I know he has right. a mouse mat. Right. And uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just the fact that it's a cloth. It, it's a tough one. I think I think you can do it. But again, I think people's relationships typically around influencers and merch and things like this is more personal. I think they know damn well what's happening. Yeah. It's like the person yeah. is cashing in to a certain extent. And if you want to support them, you choose to do right. it. Right. There's like uh, some graphic on a T-shirt doesn't make it thirty dollars. Right. But it's commonplace yeah. for for people to buy those because they want to kind of um, Participate. They want their enthusiasm manifested in a physical thing they can hold on to, a piece of memorabilia. Uh, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it isn't, it isn't even a good. Sometimes it's not even a nice product. Right. But it's just to commemorate their their involvement. You go see the band. You buy the T-shirt. I, I don't know how much you wear. You can't. You can't wear be wearing those tees frequently. Do, do you know yeah. what I'm saying? No, though? totally. Like totally. I don't. Do you wear a lot of logos? Um, I mean, I'm a big Nike fan. Mm. I guess I wear I wear the swoosh a lot. That logo made its way into your world. Into my world. Yeah, I know. It, it somehow sticks in mind too, even yeah. though I, I, I don't have many logos yeah. elsewhere. I prefer to be unbranded personally, but... It's a hell of a logo though. I don't lie. It's one of the best logos ever. Right. Look at it. Why is it so comfortable? So I was going to ask, are you a bigger Adidas fan or a bigger Nike fan? Um... Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. It shifts at different times in my life. Yeah. It is funny that there's there's such equivalency there now, like that that there's a real conversation going on. Because when I was a kid, it was all Nike or maybe Jordan to a certain extent. Yeah. 
But now, man, Adidas made up some serious ground, and it's a toss-up. But I, I own a lot of Ultra Boost sneakers, so I would probably say that. Yeah. But I also I also have Nike pants that I wear almost every day, so I don't know. I got like 10, 20 pairs. Look at this. Here we go, dude. This is valued at $14.3 billion. Hmm. 2021? You're, you're trying to tell us who's bigger out of these two, Will? I'm going to say Nike. <laughs> net my worth. Oh, my goodness. Uh, 30 billion? Yeah, I think Nike had a really good COVID. Yeah. Which is an interesting thing. Some, obviously, many things suffered greatly, and other things did well. Uh, apparently, Nike's online operation globally, China as well, crushed it during COVID. Athleisure. Yeah, yeah, and and what's crazy about Nike is they don't play at all with Amazon or other fulfillment companies. They do it themselves, themselves yeah. which is very unusual. And there's a whole story behind it. You could buy Nike officially on Amazon at one point. There was like a test run, test period, and at some point they're like, "Screw that! We want all that margin. We just do it ourselves. We just do it ourselves." Right. And you you have and see certain brands that have the capability to really do it themselves, even at scale, find efficiencies, and I guess they're big enough to hire the right people, whereas other companies are kind of stuck to Amazon a little more so. That was one of those conversations around um, Facebook and ad tracking. I don't don't even recall that conversation at all. Not too familiar, no. Well, it was like, uh, Apple was was uh, made some unfavorable changes as far as Facebook might be concerned to uh, your phone's capability to, to deliver personalized ads. You could opt in or opt out. They've just been making such a privacy play. And everybody applauded it like it was the best thing ever. But there was another part of it, another conversation around how exactly a company selling a thing who is smaller than the big brands who can just like boatload pre-roll or Google AdWords, how do they reach people without being very specific about who they target and knowing something about them? So this would be the equivalent. I just got on this uh, train of thought because we were talking about Nike and Adidas. They don't need Facebook ads, but you have sneaker startups that you'll see on Instagram. And you're like, man, this is their entire retail channel. Mm-hmm. If if they're not getting customers delivered in this fashion, I don't know how they're. I mean, they might come hire somebody like you or me. Sure, but that's not at the same scale, scale. where they can just hit the button and keep it rolling. And so there 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 would be some collateral damage to small business. This was this was the the argument that Zuckerberg was making. People are not sympathetic to Mark Zuckerberg, right? right. So they would look at that and say, "Oh, how convenient." Lean on the small businesses, and uh, and claim that that's what it's all about. Like as if you're not going to make money from it too. Which of course, he would. So, but it is. It's like everything. It's not as simple as one side of it makes it seem. Just like Apple and Epic and all that other stuff. Yeah. Anyway, you've been on YouTube for a while. How long? It's been for a while since 2012. So we're approaching a decade. A decade. A decade. Come on. Come on. Um, so were you one of these guys that was like almost a kid when you started? Um, yeah, pretty much. And what a lot of people don't know i started youtube before this channel i had a i had a channel before this mm. which is now lost to uh the youtube space 
But uh, that was at a time when gaming, you didn't own the gaming rights to your content. So, you know, I would post content about the first Call of Duty Modern Warfare game. Um, and then you would get a community strike saying, oh, you don't own the rights to this. This is your first strike, second strike, third strike, you're gone. Mm -hmm. And that channel had, you know, 70,000 followers, which at the time I thought was my entire life. I was like, wow, this is great. Um, I had that channel for a couple of years and then that closed down. Because of, because of copyright? Because of copyright. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, did you try to appeal it? I did. And they said because, you know, you didn't get written proof from, what is it, Activision? You don't own this. You can't do that. That's against our guidelines. And then, I, and then it just became an automated response, and I never actually spoke to a real person, mm. which kind of bothered me. Yeah, that's a, that was a different era in YouTube, the true Wild West of right. posting stuff. Yeah. I mean, I knew a lot of people in the gaming space at the time, and many of them worried and imagined that it was going to be short-lived. Even those that had made businesses out of it, they were yeah. like, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. Uh, it seems that most developers have uh, re responded favorably now. I think maybe with the exception of like Nintendo still hates it. I don't know who. At least they still allow you to post stuff. Oh, okay. They'll allow you to post content. You won't get flagged immediately by by YouTube, by that algorithm. Oh, okay. That, you know, tracks that. Um, but it's funny, yeah, that was my first channel, and I was kind of experimenting on the space. Wasn't It was a little bit of tech, too. And I, I kind of noticed when I created a video, I think it was around an iPod Touch, the first white iPod Touch that was coming out. I went to the Apple store, because that's what you did back in the day. You never got it shipped to you. And I was like, oh, I, I know that there's an iPod Touch coming out uh, in white. Um, do you guys have any in stock? And he's like, I think I saw some in the back. Made the transaction. And as I'm leaving, I heard the manager say, oh, we're not supposed to sell those yet. They're not, you know, available to the public. Ran home. You know, did my, did, you know, did, did my, you know, did my uh, little unboxing video, you know, the one take wonder. And it was my first viral video. Cool. Everyone was searching for that. And I was like, oh, wow. This have you ever, have you reached that level of excitement again since there? Since that moment? Since that dopamine hit? Yeah, I don't... No, I, I don't... So there was one time I created a video on, um, I think it was last year's iPhone. Um, I, I took a look at every color. I, you know, I, I think everyone does that. Um, it was my first trending YouTube video, hmm. which I thought was really cool. I was on, you know, the, the trending page, and I was like, I've achieved... Something. Great status. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then... Uh, I, but I mean, yeah, I would say those two, you know, really stick out in my head. Uh, it seemed like I was just looking at your channel page. It seemed like you have a heavy focus on Apple products. I mean, that's like one, two, oh three, my goodness. four, five, six, seven, eight. It's probably 10 of your last 10 videos, maybe more. 10 for 10. Like it's, they, they hold this weird monopoly, I feel, because, you know, the content performs. I'm an Apple user naturally. Um, but I would say, yeah, I, there is a focus, but it isn't what I want to just be solely known for. Because there are channels that exist like that. For sure. That they just admit it. Just Apple stuff. Like That's it. Solely Apple stuff. But, um, you know, the sad reality, you don't get rich off of Apple stuff. Not that I'm doing this to get rich or anything, but if you want to sign, you know, any sort of brand deal, um, that's outside of the Apple space because Apple... Sure. Well, never. I mean, you could sell sponsorships on top of Apple sure. content. Sure. There's a lot sure. of peripheral yep. companies that wouldn't mind being associated with such things. Absolutely. So, which phone did you select to use out of all these wonderful Apple products? 
Can you guess it just by looking at it? Yeah, that's the new blue. What is it? Sierra, Sierra blue, blue. And it's the Pro Max. Max model. You went yeah. all the way up. I feel like that pixel could slide off that couch right now. Wouldn't that Hopefully be? Hopefully not. Wouldn't that, be, <laughs> wouldn't that yeah. be something? Yours is stuck in in shipping hell, and you decide to smash <laughs> yeah. this one as a response. Yeah, that's how angry I am. So you like the big phone? Just because of the battery. Mm. You know, it's I, I always say it's the device that I think most people use every every day you know the most you spend the most amount of time on it so i would like something with a decent battery that what's a what's an unusual app that you have on your home screen unusual that, app. that some people might not have like something non-stock <sighs> nothing if you look at my home screen i don't know where the camera is it's it's stock as hell really i mean i'm seeing some icons here you don't have any third party it's all apple apps on the front i mean is inst no Instagram isn't special. Everyone uses that. Nothing. Mm. Stock. Very standard, standard. Uh, uh, front page there. Yeah. I guess you have to dive deeper to get into some weird apps. I mean, there yeah. was once upon a time. I mean, so much stuff is on the web now, anyways. Or uh, like, like how many? Like it, that's a crazy transition. There used to be such a variety of sites you would visit, and now with social, you go to like three places, four places. Yeah. Uh, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and then everything yeah. happens in those places. And if you do end up on a website, it's because you clicked through to it right. from one of those places. Are you cognizant of the amount of time that you spend on these types of things? Do you try to limit it in any way? Absolutely. So you, what would a limit be for you? So I don't impose a hard limit, but you know, I would say anything beyond... It's tough because, you know, we work in the space. So when you can argue, oh, I'm on Instagram, I'm on YouTube, it's because of work. Mm. But when I get home, when I spend time, you know, with a girlfriend, with a dog, it's I'm not going to be on my phone. I want to make that active commitment to have a real, you know, relationship. I don't want to go home after working all day and just be scrolling on my phone through Instagram. So That's, you limit it at the house. I limit it at the house. Yeah. Does it go in the bedroom? It does. It does. It does. And and you catch yourself. You know, you're mm. this morning when I'm waking up, mm. going through the you know the the four the right. four different apps. Just what's new? And then you're just like, oh no, I can't do this. It's almost automated. Like you're on autopilot. Like you didn't even yeah. consciously say I'm going to do these things. It's yeah. just once you got it in your hand. That that's why they say if there's an app that you're addicted to, and you feel like you have an unhealthy relationship with it, just move it f further away. Boy. You don't have to delete it because people get stressed out about the idea of yeah. deleting it or they delete it. They go cold turkey or something like that, and then they really miss it. Yeah. So you just kind of disguise the your relationship by moving it like a few pages over. So, you know, when Instagram went down, uh, what was it, a couple weeks ago, mm -hmm. it was it was down for a bit. I used it more then just trying to get back on. And that's when I'm like, this is this is healthy. You can't have yeah. it. Yes. You're like, what do you mean? What, yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep reloading what this. What do you mean I can't have yeah. it? So that's, is that that double-edged sword though? Because, you know, we, we work in that space. We help promote these things, but we know that it's, we know that it's unhealthy. Well, to be honest, I mean, the work thing is has existed before there were guys like us that were doing this on the internet you would have the i don't know the dad at the soccer game that's yeah. like i can't i this is a work call or yeah. or uh this i'm doing work related emails on my blackberry or whatever like, right you can always there are always going to be ways to make those um concessions like you're going to find excuses yeah 
And so, I mean, yeah, obviously you got to figure out a way to be present, be doing what you actually deem to be the right thing to be doing. But it's increasingly difficult the better these guys. I mean, I've been carrying this fold phone around. It's, it's like an enormous screen that you fold open. Yeah. And it's so comfortable once you're there. It makes it even easier to sort of hunker down and just keep looking at it type of thing. And, and people, this conversation came up in regards to the mini phone, like the smaller phone comeback. I, although I think the latest rumor is that this might be the last, the last generation one. of That's it. That's what we heard. Yeah. But people were, it was just a funny solution to a problem. Is here and people are using the using it as a legitimate excuse to say I'm gonna because it's smaller I'm not gonna. It's funny. It's funny that like we want to buy our way out of problems, right? That's right. marketing. Right. Right. We want to just be like, if yeah. I buy this phone, then I'm not gonna be addicted to my phone. It's like yeah. no, you're just gonna be scrolling smaller. Yeah. But no, maybe there is some merit to it because certainly at a certain size, all of a sudden you're like, this is. Yeah. Uh, annoying. I don't, I mean, you can remember early, early iPhones. And there's people that wonder, I mean, never mind the Palm phone. phone. What was that called? The, oh, just Palm phone. Yeah. It's funny. It doesn't look tiny in that person's hand, but it definitely looks tiny there. Yeah. And you know what's crazy about it is it's not really that tiny if you were to look at a Gen 1 iPhone or something. Yeah. Actually, that's going to be roughly the same. It's, it's interesting because, you know, this, this year they made the Apple Watch. What is it, a millimeter larger? Mm. Oh, and now you can use a full keyboard on it. Mm. That's ridiculous, to be honest. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, what am I going to do, text on, on, my, right. on my watch? That's like, right. I, I thought that was the most outrageous And thing. it's meant to be, it would be pitched to you as being more convenient, right, because you don't have to reach for your phone. Meanwhile, everyone around you is watching you for twice yeah, as yeah, long, yeah. tap on your wrist, and yeah. it's way more offensive than what you might be doing if you just had to pull your phone out. Yeah, it's, I mean, I noticed you're wearing a, a watch, though, not a, not an Apple watch, yeah. just a regular uh, old-fashioned watch. A good old analog watch. Can, you, can you, you explain yourself? Yeah, it's, um, it's a piece that I never need to charge, so I always wear it. Mm. You can probably see my nasty uh, watch tin. Maybe mm -hmm. I didn't get it as much I, as I need to this summer, but uh, I kind of prefer that. It's, you know, a piece of something that you know isn't connected to technology so when i put my phone away i'm not getting alerts i'm getting i can just use it for what it's meant to be for the time mm -hmm. um it has a bit of orange which i'm a big fan of it's yeah, my favorite a style color. aspect to it as yeah. well right and that's the thing about watches that has been there yeah. before everybody anybody tried to put technology and it's funny how uh, technology kind of does the opposite where there's something weird. If you, you wear an Apple watch and, and then you start to notice everyone, you know, all these other people around, it's so, I mean, yeah. I guess you can put whatever band you want to personalize it, but sure. this one you have, you probably don't bump into a lot of people that have the same thing. That's right. Yeah, I think you feel like you even color coordinate the shoes a little bit. There's orange on there. I'm, I'm just an orange fan. What's going on with orange? Today's episode sponsored by Calm. Calm. For business. You need to bring some calm to your workplace. Workplace can be hectic. It can mm -hmm. be stressful. You need to bring some calm over there. Now, you may have heard of calm on a personal side because this is all about meditation. It's all about master classes. They got LeBron James on a website. Now, what this is about is bringing those features, bringing that concept, but to your workplace in order to encourage a healthier atmosphere. People get stressed out, Will. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they overdo it, those people. I mean, not yeah. around here. We uh, well, 
we have a great time over here. But to be honest with you, anybody can use a little more calm in the hectic world that exists in 2021, mm -hmm. including at the workplace. It's amazing. You can jump into the app and it could be like a five minute thing. And all of a uh -huh. sudden you can breathe. All of a sudden you go, oh, it's all you needed. Maybe you don't have to hold that samurai sword. <laughs> That's a good point. With Calm for Business, companies can partner with the number one mental fitness app to provide support and tools for their employees. They even have programs tailored for mental health and productivity, like their Mindfulness at Work series. Millions of employees at over 600 companies like Lincoln, Irritable, and Universal Studios use Calm for Business. Right now, Calm for Business is offering a one-year subscription for HR and benefit leaders when you go to calm.com slash Lulater. That's a free year of Calm for HR and benefit leaders so that you can personally experience what Calm can do for your company. Get started today at calm.com slash Lulater. Thank you to Calm. We're also sponsored by ButcherBox. The search for high quality meat ends here. Amazing taste, humanely raised and delivered to your door. This is 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, humanely raised pork, and wild-caught seafood as well. Range of high-quality cuts, and it gives you flexibility as well. So the shipping is free. You can pick and choose uh, what you want, when you want it. I even see it. Look at this, a limited-time offer for free turkey. This is all very efficient. You choose from four curated boxes, or you create your own custom box, selected delivery, and that's it, man. Nobody... Nobody has time to be out there trying to select the quality stuff and wondering, like, where did this come from? What is this? Is this any good? And then you're at the supermarket. Then you're in the lineup. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, I don't want to see you like that, Will. Free turkey. I want you to work efficiently. I want you to get the box at your door. I want you to throw the turkey in the oven. So I got a box of the chicken drumsticks. Super delicious. I air fried it with some scotch bonnet sauce. And I had a great time. And with ButcherBox, there's no antibiotics or added hormones. It's packed fresh and shipped frozen for your convenience, so you can save time on your next grocery store trip. You can also customize your own box or go with one of the others. Either way, you get exactly what you want. Right now, ButcherBox is offering new members a 10 to 16 pound turkey for free in their first box. Just go to butcherbox.com slash later to sign up. That's butcherbox.com slash later to receive a free turkey in your first box. Thank you to ButcherBox. This episode's also brought to you by Stamps.com. Stamps.com. Postage on demand. Who's ever had a good experience at the post office? Whoever said, uh, you know what the best part of my day was? I was at the post office. Maybe no. old people. They like to chat it up. <laughs> they really look for yeah. it. I don't know how old you got to be, Will. <laughs> Well, I do. If you're if you're like me, then you're trying to live the most efficient life possible. We're running out of time over here, and I don't have time to be over there goofing around, waiting in a lineup at the post office. That is what Stamps.com is about. It's used by so many people in this realm that we're in. People shipping out uh, merch and products and things like this. You can just print the labels and forget about it. No need to go uh, stand around in line trying to ship things the old-fashioned way. All you need is a computer and a standard printer. No special supplies or equipment. Within minutes, you're up and running, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. 
Save time and money with stamps.com. And with the promo code LULATER, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in LULATER. That's stamps.com, promo code LULATER. Stamps.com, never go to the post office again. It's actually pretty simple. Um, so I'm uh, I'm Dutch, and that's where the the color love came from. Oh, okay. So I actually uh, I lived in Holland for a couple of years when I was a younger guy. Oh. Um, I played some decent level soccer or football out there. Um, decent level. Decent level. Uh oh. Decent. That level. sounds serious. I mean, it was. Is that like getting paid or right before so, there? So right before there, when uh, so I lived there between 16 to 18. Okay. So I was on a youth academy. Um, the team was called PSV Eindhoven. Um, I'll liken it to playing for the Leafs. Like the Leafs, do the Leafs have a, a youth system here? Uh, well, they have a farm system like okay. AHL, but those guys are not 16, 17. Those guys right. would still be in uh, right. uh, like the OHL or something like this. There they go. Yeah. So I used to play for PSV's uh, youth, youth team. And um, it was, you know, at that age, 18, that's when you're really trying to break into the first team. Okay. Um, and since I came back, yeah, it just didn't work out. But uh, yeah, that that was my attempt to go pro. What was uh, what was that like being over there? Was that a bit of a culture shock, or were you already super connected just because of your relatives or something like this? Yeah, um, it helped that I had a Dutch passport, so I have my you know Euro passport. I was able to you know go there as a non-foreign player. So when I went for, you know, the tryout in the summer, you know, a lot of the paperwork involved me, you know, living there. And because I had that, I was able to move over there. But it was a huge culture shock. I, I didn't speak Dutch at the time. Mm. So while I was playing there, I would, during the day, go to uh, a Dutch school, learn how to speak Dutch. And then, um, you know, at night, 3, 4 p.m., you'd go to your training sessions. And um, it's tough to integrate into a team because 16 to 18, that's a really, you know, I, I would say that's, you know, when you're, you know, starting to go to bars, especially in Europe. Um, and that's when all the, you know, guys want to go out. And if you can't follow that lingo, because, you know, talking in school, ordering something from a store is very different than shooting the shit like we are now. This is a lot more fast paced. I couldn't keep up. Mm. And it, it's tough because, you know, as a 16-year-old, you know, you want to fit in and the group wants you to fit in. But if you can't speak the language, you're almost like a, an accessory on the side. It's like wow. you're, you're being like babysat because, oh, this, there's this kid here. Our team is paying for him to be here, but he can't speak the language. So do you, do you feel then that you sort of compromised those two years? Like maybe you missed out? That's just, 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 I'm getting a feeling right. here that you had this tremendous opportunity, but in a way you also missed out. Not really. Like the fact that, you know, it was something that I really wanted to do. I, I thought, you know, when I was growing up, I was going to become a professional footballer. Oh, you like, were on that That was half. I, I was, you know, I think I was raised, my dad would be like, okay, this is the only sport you're playing. Just, you know, winter, summer, alternating between indoor, outdoor. Mm. Um, so I thought that was my natural progression to, you know, go somewhere like that. Um, so I didn't feel like I, I missed out in any regards. It was... It was just more of a, um, you know, a tough thing on my end to go through being there alone, not having, you know, your friends at the time be there with you. Um, 
Yeah, I guess that's all that's all that I meant because yeah. of the you talk about the years between 16 and 18. That's where my head went. I was like, right. man, those are it's formative. It's Yeah. Uh, you, you spend a lot of time with your pals yeah. and and I mean, it's like everything in life. It's a pros, cons, plus, minus. And, yeah. But if you were so dead set on that particular target, then you would for sure not care to right. the extent that you would give up the opportunity yeah. just based on some sort of social impact. Or yeah. But I thought a lot of people spoke English there anyway. So they did, um, or I guess they do. I guess the, you know, Eindhoven where I lived, it was, you know, at, the, the kids at that age, they spoke a little bit of English, but... You know, when they're having a conversation like this, it's all in Dutch. Mm. And, um, you know, I do recall, you know, they, they took me to, you know, my first like club and it was, I felt so isolated because I, I just couldn't, you know, couldn't carry out a conversation. Like I just didn't understand what they were saying. Mm. And I almost felt like I was not like a burden, but I was like, I, I, I can't be, I can't be part of this. Yeah. You were the little brother. Right. Uh, scenario. So you must have had. You must have been getting around on bike. Yeah. Place like this for yes. sure. No cars. The good old bike. Yeah. yeah no cars allowed. That's cool, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, here's the thing. You look back on it, and it's a unique experience. I mean, you look at us just talking about it right now. It's not. I mean, everybody didn't do that. Yeah. So that's uh, something that you have that that is a little bit more exclusive. Was this? Would there have been crowds watching this or? Yeah, so I, uh, you know, at that age, you'd have, you know, maybe a couple hundred people watch a game if you're facing like a team like Ajax or Feyenoord. Um, those are the the, the big teams um, in Holland. You would have, yeah, a decent a decent crowd because that was also, you know, like I said, that farm system where kids are making that transition from that youth team to the first team. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, if you're playing on the first team, you have thousands and thousands of people watching your games yeah sometimes that's the best ticket to get actually if you right. actually care about the sport right you go just a couple levels down yep. and you get a, a nice value on the cost yep. to go but then also you might be seeing the next stars was there anybody that you played with that ended up yeah going on um so his name is uh, ibrahim afalai um I don't know if you can. Uh, I want to see Willie yeah, do attempt yeah, this. Yeah, Come yeah. on, no! Oh, well. starts with an, uh, yeah. an I. It's an I. It's yeah, an it's an I. I. Yeah. It's an I. It's an I. <laughs> and then uh, AF, what's the last? I think Aphelai AF or is it? E it's gonna come up. Aphelai. Oh, maybe not. Oh, maybe not. Just try. Uh, there he is. That second one right there. Oh, he's wearing the PSV outfit too. This is your guy. So he went on to play at Barcelona. Um, I'm sure you've heard of that team. I believe Maybe. I've heard of that yeah. team. Um, so he's, you know, a, a world famous, you know, footballer. Hmm. Um, but out of everyone in the team, he was the only one that made it. And that was one of the key things that, you know, the coach said when I was at, you know, when I turned 18, he said to me and, you know, he brought my parents over and he's like, you know, Carl is okay he's good will he break into pro level soccer it's on a fence you you could flip a coin right and is it is it possible for you know carl to to go to school when he goes back home because most of these kids that's not an option for them their life is is football their life is soccer um though for those that don't make it they won't have an education when they're done a lot of them flip burgers for a living after um and the coach was very honest and said, if it was my son, I would send him back home. I'd let him go to school, get an education. 
because the success rate to become a professional athlete is so slim. Yeah. And I just, you know, very honest, didn't have that extra bit of skill that, you know, you need to, to play pro. Yeah, so it's a crazy thing to think about. You know, I have kids and they play sports and you get all this like variety of ways in which they're encouraged. And, you know, you get into this really weird zone of you're balancing encouragement with reality. Yeah. Like, yeah. because kids who say some crazy things and you'll be like, well, I, you know, I want to support that. But at the same time, let me let me be clear to you. There's 400 dudes in the world that have this job professionally. Yeah. yeah. Like I can name thousands of other professions. But the tough part about that discussion is like this dude is a guy. Yeah. He's your pal. Yeah. And it actually does happen. Yeah. So it really does come down to some kind of bet. It's some kind of bet that you're making yeah. on yourself. And, and and as it is with a lot of bets, uh, many end up irrational. And, and, and it comes down to like who, but, but like you said, at least you were at a stage where I think from a maturity perspective, you're like whatever, 16, 17 or 18 or whatever, where you can kind of handle the reality of it to a certain yeah. extent. Yeah. Because it's a, it's it's tougher, I think. Uh, I mean, you see, this dude was PSV Eindhoven, age ten. Age ten, yeah. What a path, man! Right? What a path, age ten. Yeah, it's wild, but it's just not a lot of people that end up taking those spots, and you have the whole globe to choose from, and it's like, damn, yeah. it can be, it yeah, can so be a fraction. What the team did, a lot of their players would, um, you know, they would get a lot of kids from, you know, Morocco, Turkey. There's a high population, uh, you know, of those uh, of those kids in, in Holland. And that was their life. They did not have another option. Um, you know, even when I was at school learning Dutch, they were still playing. Um, and I think a part of me knew inside I didn't have that. I liken that to a bit of magic that, you know, when you when you play against a guy like this or, you know, someone who is that next level, they're almost thinking a bit in advance. They almost seem to know what you're going to do or where the ball is going to go. Mm. Something it, it's hard to describe unless unless you felt it. Um, well, yeah, that's, I mean that's a the famous Wayne Gretzky quote was to skate where the puck is going. It's it's like it's like a kind of it's a weird fast predictions yeah. that you're making about what's going to transpire in the play. Yeah. Instead of following it, you're. Uh, you're just making it more accurate predictions than other people. Yeah. And it's not like it's some it's not I mean, obviously there are physical gifts involved. I mean, I don't know if you want to call them gifts or whatever. Physical abilities are involved. But the part of it that gets overlooked sometimes is the decision making stuff. Yeah. Those types of predictions, fast thinking. I mean, you have split second with this stuff. And the higher level you get, I didn't play play soccer, I played uh, hockey. Yeah. But the 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 higher level you play even to even at this point as an adult i still play yeah. the higher level you play the less time you have absolutely the, the 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 shorter period of time you have to make a decision so there's a huge thinking component to it yeah and you can absolutely feel it if you're if you find yourself in those in those yeah. types of scenarios so anyway at that point you come back you went to school and then and then how did and then how do you how does that equal youtube yeah, that's that's an interesting question. Um, so I came back. I went to school at uh, U of T, University of Toronto, and I took um, kinesiology. I thought I was going to become a gym teacher. That mm -hmm. was my goal. Um, and then that wouldn't be that bad. I, guess I was like, I want to just play dodgeball all day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<clears throat> and then um, I think I saw, you know, I would, I would watch YouTube a lot more when I was in school, had way more time. And I, I'm trying to remember if there was someone in particular. I don't think so. But um, as I said, I started that first channel with gaming. That didn't work out. The second channel with tech. Um, All these early thumbnails look like mine. <laughs> like, I, like, you know what I mean? In yeah. that era, this is yeah. what thumbnails looked yeah. like. It was just like a, a grab, yeah. a frame. Um, but then I, you know, I, I, I've always been into tech. You know, maybe not so much the technical aspect. It was more, oh, like that's, you know, that's something new. It's, it's you know, nice. It's, it's cool. Yeah. Let's check it out. And, you know, I, I slowly started just kind of unboxing everything that I got my hands on. For sure. And then, you know, after a couple years, you know, it was like, oh, I have beer money. This is great. That was the initial, uh, you know, revenue that I got. I can uh, afford to go out to some bars. And then it was like, oh, wow, I'm making, you know, part-time money. I'm making full-time money. Like that's, you know, that's the progression. There was never a, you know, uh, an instant moment where I, you know, I blew up necessarily. It's just been that constant grind of producing, yeah, the, you know, the one take wonders. My camera's getting into focus, little, uh, you know, little, little point and shoot that I had. Um, for the first little bit, I, I never showed my face because I was terrified. Mm. Um, and I was just more, you know, showing off, you know, devices like this. Yeah, well, and also it was completely, there was no manual for it. So it no. just seemed like the obvious way. Yeah. I mean, the, phone, uh, the video is about the phone. Let's just show the phone yeah. and the, the other elements production elements came at a later date when yeah. when the platform changed and and the viewership changed and it just sort of uh progressed obviously yeah what's a, what's an interest of yours that people are completely unaware of that that we that you you haven't showcased in any way is does it exist is there such a thing absolutely oh like so oh. i you know I, I love uh, things like a lot more than tech. So that soccer thing that not a lot of people knew that mm. I, you know, I played soccer. Everyone's asking, you know, why, why do you wear orange? What's, what's the whole thing about that? I love, you know, I love sports. I love to work out now. I love to stay active. That isn't portrayed in, in any of my videos, mm. even though, you know, some of the comments ask like, oh, like what's your workout regime? What's your diet? Like, um, that has nothing to do with the tech. Do you stay away from that? Uh, it's not that I stay away from it. It's just, you know, and that's where I struggle with, you know, on say like my YouTube channel, it's, um, you know, it, that was the bread and butter. It was, you know, tech. That's, you know, what I knew, um, on Instagram, I've, I made that switch. It's such a weird term. Lifestyle is that's so broad because lifestyle for you is different. That's different for Will. That's I never different. understood the term lifestyle. I don't get it because it, it differs, but also just like what life style. style. I mean, that's everything. That's everything. Uh, everything Every, yeah. has to fit in to some yeah. extent you know, into your lifestyle. So there's a pic of me, you know, working out with my squat rack that I got during COVID that was like worth more than gold. I love to, you know, I love to stay active. So on Instagram, it gets more personal. Is that what we're saying here? That, that's what I'm seeing. It's become, you know, I guess the, you know, Carl has become a brand itself. You know, Carl Conrad is now a brand. Whoa. It's 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 a brand that's you know it's Carl it's, has become a brand. <laughs> it's it's being shaped, right? It's being shaped. No, no, absolutely. Yeah. I I uh, it's it's always interesting to me because nobody shares everything, right? It's impossible to share everything. Not that you would even necessarily want to. I mean, it's probably been tried. We talked <laughs> about like game streamers and yeah. things like this. There's a lot of 
sharing going on, but people finally, they finally curate like how they portray themselves on the internet. And in many ways, I mean, your profile is one of many that like stuff looks good. Like, look right. at this. This is a great time. Like everything's going well here. But that, you know, that isn't the reality, Whoa. right? That's, but Instagram, just like every platform, every social media, that's the, you know, the nice icing on the cake. No one sees. So what is the reality then? Go ahead. What is the reality? What is the reality? You know, to be successful to, you know, say you're talking about YouTube success, Instagram mm. success, you know, it's never documented that you are, you know, Friday night, you're, you're grinding away doing like the edits, the, you know, the seven, eight hour edit slog. Um, you know, I, I was talking about this with Will. I do this all myself. No one sees that part of it. Everyone sees, oh, I'm hanging out on my balcony. I'm driving my, my car. Like, this is great. It's a lot of work. Mm. These things, you know, don't, don't come for free. Like they, they require that work that goes in. Um, but no one, I guess, sees that side to it. Yeah. Well, it's also partially our our problem with not really f knowing how to portray it. Right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. I think it's a very difficult thing. No one would want to watch that or choose to watch. I mean, not no one, but th there's people who watch editing streams. Okay. Right? Right. Like, it's a live stream of a person editing a video. And damn, if you watch that, you may have a different appreciation for what that 10 minutes, what goes into that 10 minutes. Yeah. Oh, there's this one dude. Remind me the dude. I'm gonna give, gotta give him a shout out. Well, you know which dude I'm talking about. The the Hillier, I think his name is uh, Smith. Look him up. This dude. No, that's not even close. <laughs> H. Uh, what does he do? That, he's an editor. There, Hillier Smith. This okay. dude. You gotta check this dude out, man. He, I think he was editing. Um, logan paul vlogs for a period of time when he was still doing that towards the end of it okay and now he's got his own channel yep. he may have even had it somewhat at the time but he's got a couple of videos just talking about like breaking down other people's edits right i think there's one yeah there's one over there anyway point being is a great channel and uh my understanding is a cool guy as well but this is the type of content that would give you insight into what actually goes. It, it's actually like to be one of these uh, content producers because yep. outside of these breakdowns, which are like 10 minutes long, he also does those live streams where right. it would be the actual real time of him editing. OK, it, so now it, he's breaking it down, what he's doing why he's doing it right so on and so right. forth and i just i don't know i find it to be really interesting maybe it's too insider for a lot i mean do you need to be an editor to appreciate it i didn't i found it to be interesting regardless right because he's talking about s small minute decision making which i appreciate in general yeah for example recently um i've been getting into because I, I mentioned that i play hockey i've been getting into skate blades steel okay and a variety of approaches to small, tiny, incremental changes to the way you sharpen it. And, Interesting. And, yeah. and, how, and how that has an impact on the type of game that you play. So you have something inside of a steel hockey blade called the hollow. And that's the empty space inside, uh, inside of each edge. Now, you have certain standards that people use, like 5 eighths or 1 half. And depending how heavy you are and depending kind of there's just like weird trial and error to it of just how you 
operate and whether or not you want to have more agility or more glide, less friction, things like this. And I'm not lying to you right now. I'm watching skate sharpening content. Yeah. This is, but you'll be like, who would even, people be like, boring, right? Well, initially, I think, you know, maybe when we've been doing it for, you know, a decade plus, people thought I was an idiot for creating, oh, I'm taking a product out of a box. You know, people in school were like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. Some people find it interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, just like this. I'm sure some people, you know. No, they do. This is right? never going to be as big as right. the new iPhone, right. though. Right. Like, I think we're right. inside. It's like, look at this guy, okay? Just scroll down a little bit. Will, Scott Scooter Jess shows the proper <laughs> way to sharpen skate. Do you see the, how deep I'm talking? It's like yeah. a nine-year-old video. Yeah. And uh, we have more. Uh, there's automated systems now. You have, uh, I have a skate sharpener called the Sparks, which is like that's the new age you just place your skate in you can't screw it up right type of thing it's all there you can see it like it's portable okay and you just make some small adjustments to the wheel and you do it at home not to say that there's not any merit to the techniques P- plenty of people will use the sparks and still screw up their skate but just hearing experts talk about something they've dedicated their lives to yeah just hearing a guy who works in a pro shop or is an equipment manager on a team Talk about the importance of uh, an edge yeah. or some uh, minute kind of strategy to get the results that somebody's looking for. I just, I don't know, I find that to be uh, somewhat captivating. I think if you have an expertise in any area, that is, that's captivating in itself. Mm. Um, so with this Sparks, have you have you found a difference in the... In yeah, how you skate, I mean, or is so, that is that really like the the top I, level? Can I just explain to you? It goes even deeper because okay. it starts with the hollow, but then you get into things called profiles. And well, just 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 type skate profile, skate blade profile, profiles, because you have a radius. <laughs> this is getting insane. <laughs> you have a radius, right? There's a curvature to the blade. Yep. And there's standards that people have used forever, but like check the top frame there what is profiling this creates four separate sections of the blade each with its own characteristics and independent curvature and you can see you have at the front of the the boot is uh, tuned for acceleration this is you cannot do this on any skate sharpening machine this is the type of thing most people are going to go to like a place for this right because you need a uh, specific machine uh pro sharp is the machine that does it i don't know it probably costs 60 70 thousand dollars there you go pro sharp and it's taking steel off different sections of the blade in different amounts yep. to to create this so i'm currently testing what's called a quad one profile okay with a five eighths hollow i was pretty happy about it I found I had to be cognizant of pivoting from forward to backwards a little bit more than when I just had a standard 5.8, but I did feel slightly more stable when leaning back or hitting the brake. So, but here's the thing about how crazy this experimentation is, is it's not even really fair to judge it after one skate. Right. What you really got to do is commit to, there's mine, quad one. So yeah, go back, go back a little bit here. Quad one is a, a, a six foot radius, nine foot radius, 12 foot radius, and a 15 foot radius. Those are your uh, uh, four different, that's why it's called quad, your four different 
curves on the same blade and the radius would be the size of the circle if you were to lay out enough skates to make a perfect circle so right. it's represented in you know four total it's crazy it's and then you have flat you have flat hollows and it's endless it's endless it's truly yeah. endless yeah. because i could be putting these things on and then trying it a couple times and then and then now i have all this extra stealing around i clip these blades in in order to see if I can tell the difference and be like, oh, that one's better, that yeah, one's yeah. worse. And, and, and it's all on top of the fact that I might be tired that day because this is not what right, I do professionally right, right. at all. And it could be a variety of other factors that have influenced everything that's happened. It's impossible. It's like, it's like the algorithm or something. That's funny. But uh, you got to get some of the guys from the Leafs to try that out. <laughs> oh, they're, oh, they're already on it. Yeah. No, 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 man. They're so dialed and tuned they'll replace the holders and they'll re they'll uh they're just so specific about steel and um you know the, these guys have had you know 20 plus years to become used to whatever they're used to yep. and then on top of that add superstitions which you played sports long enough to know yeah people had to I, time my left before my right or put, yep. put people will have to put on their skates before another piece of equipment is crazy man yeah you have any superstitions? You're not that type. Not really. Not really. Mm. Not I actually, with sports. So it's funny. I um, People always ask because I tape my wrist. Mm. And why do you tape your wrist? Is there a reason? And it's because I wear a watch all the time and I have the dirtiest watch tan, especially in the summer. That's the only That's reason? That's the only reason. But people thought that was a superstition. Right. And it would just be, I'm just hiding this nasty white wine. That's interesting. Yeah, it's... Um, how about you? Any? Uh... I don't know. I'm trying to think right now. Well, I tape my I tape my stick blade heel to toe okay. as opposed to toe to heel. People have a different uh, and then and then tape on my shin pads, which is not really necessary because modern shin pads are really they get pretty tight. Yeah. But I've done it since I'm a kid, so I'm still doing that as well. But it's not any kind of like. I don't have a strong feeling that if I don't do such things, something will go terribly right. wrong, but I kind of get it. I, I mean, I kind of get how people get crazy with it. That's funny. Um, so at my building um, where I live, Austin Matthews actually lives in my building. So I see the guy every day. Mm. And I've asked ask him what his profile I is. I was, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's like the next question I need to ask. Yeah. And he'll just, you know, say something. I'll be like, oh, okay. Lou, that's, that's what it is. <laughs> I mean, you might be able to find it online because right. there, there's websites dedicated to the gear that, like, pros. Especially use. hockey is such a high-tech sport. Yeah. It's so bizarre. I mean, we're literally gliding around on steel knives. knives. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of crazy. There you yeah. go. Here's his custom Jetspeed FT4s. He's sponsored by CCM. Uh, oh, this is just, they're talking about, oh, there you go. He's using step steel. Speed blade access holder and step black steel because CCM recently acquired step. I'm we're we're really deep right now. We are we are we are very deep in the hockey world. People are like I don't know anything about <laughs> hockey. Uh, he's been with CCM for a while. That's a one piece boot. It's uh, all types of carbon fiber, very th uh, thermo moldable. I like hockey tech. It's a it's a new interest of uh, not new because I've been doing it, but it's uh I've, it's become reinvigorated. Is there anything other than what you post, like anything other than tech that you think your enthusiasm is actually higher for right now? Maybe not that is higher. Like I'm a big car guy. I, mm. I, love, uh, I love cars. But 
I mean, I've posted about it. I, you know, I, I drive a 911 myself, but that's the similar sort of thing where, you know, I, I know that you drive a, a Taycan Turbo S. Uh, I think we actually bought them from the same like dealership. Um, your car is infinitely faster than mine, but mine is still a stick shift. It's, it's that engagement that I get with it mm. that is so different. Um, and I know the tech is old in it. I know that, you know, a manual, why would you use that when you can switch gears in you know millimeters of a second? But um, you know, I, I think there's that piece of analog that can be lost when you move towards. You just got a new car. This is all that you know. Oh, my new car! Everyone says that on YouTube. Oh. My new car. Well, oh. that's in 2018. Um, oh, okay. so I, I am on a pre-order right now for yeah the 2022 GT3. But okay. once again, still a six-speed. Right. Um, and you know the tech community swears by their their teslas by their Taycans. well eventually it's inevitable anyway right even right for porsche they'll be done with yeah. gasoline by what 2025 i don't remember what they said i think so something yeah like, so, and mercedes it, said something right. similar so but does that mean having you know one of those you know combustible com, combustion, combustion combustion engine cars is that uh it's you're holding on to something that's that you know i i i I hear you, but unless you're prepared to become a collector, right, it's going to be tough to keep it as a daily, right? Once it's, I don't know, a decade old or something. But okay, so then I'll argue: Does that mean no one will have a gasoline engine car in in ten years? No chance. No, no, not at all. Because people, there's plenty of ten year old cars on the road, right? Yeah, but I guess you just have to expand that yeah. forecast and then right. eventually if you're not eventually. selling any new cars that yeah. are it will, it will uh it'll catch up and it'll be be i, I don't know if there's going to be like what other types of incentives they're going to use beyond just manufacturers making the decision yeah. but it seems to be uh an expedited process at the moment like yeah. what need is there for a manufacturer to come out and say it right now to say Oh, well, tw uh, 2025. You just put a pre-order on it. Yeah. And they say 2025, we're done with all that. Yeah. It's not very confidence-inspiring for the gas customers. Right. But there seems to be, I don't know what type of pressure it is or or if there's economies of scale where the sooner they make the full transition, the more efficient they can be on the assembly line and stuff. Because you can imagine for them the complexity of having the electric stuff. And the, I guess Tesla doesn't have that complexity. It's just... Although my experience with Tesla has been hit and miss, I, although it's it's I'm, I'm finally getting that uh, the uh, plaid plaid finally okay. I, I'm start hearing from. Them. I keep missing their phone calls. They'll try to call me today. At, Is it getting delivered? They call me right at nine a.m. Your Tesla's here. You can't call me right at nine a.m. <laughs> right at nine a.m. My right. do not disturb is still on. Right. I'm trying to get. I gotta get kids to school, man. Can't be talking about this Tesla. You gotta right. call me like ten or eleven if you're uh, if this gets back to you, Roman. Then uh, call so me it, an hour later. Is it here? Is it ready? I guess so. Yeah. Okay. I guess it's. I guess it is. But I had a weird story with it where like they they I had the Plaid Plus and the Plaid and then they just turned it into two Plaid orders and they're like, which one do you want? They don't care because they can't right. make them fast, fast enough. enough. Yeah. There's some people that are just flipping them on on uh, secondary market. Yeah. They just order it and then just put it like a, like it's a PlayStation Five or something. I mean, that's, I think, with cars in general now, the, you know, that microchip delay, 
we're seeing, you know, back orders. I, you know, my my Porsche dealer was, oh, just for a regular 911, we're we're backlogged 12 to 16 months. Who are you talking to over there? Uh, what was his name? Leslie? No, I don't know. Anyways, do you, do you know well, Graham at all? Graham, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the owner of the shout the out, place. shout yeah. out Graham. Graham, right? He keeps trying to get me to go to those like. Uh, the track events. Yeah, the yeah, track yeah, events. Yeah, He's like, yeah, nah, yeah. you don't know anything about this car. <laughs> right, like, right, you right. Get to the track event, then you'll get to know your car. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, ah, man, I don't know. I got to arrange all this. And then there's another one, like a winter driving thing. Experience, yeah. The experience. Drift yeah. through the, the snow and ice. Yeah, I mean, it seems cool. You probably, yeah, I don't know. It hasn't worked out to this point. How did you yeah. find the whole experience of uh, working with these guys or uh, buying a car from them? Um, it was pretty good. Um, Uh-oh. No, I, I uh -oh. like that's that's a good experience. It was before I was, you know, in the market for my 911. I was shopping downtown. That's where I live. Right. Um, and then I got the same spiel where, oh, you know, we don't have the car that you want. Maybe if you buy a, one of our SUVs, one of our other cars, a slot will become available for you. What? And I was like, I'm I'm spending over a hundred thousand dollars on a car. I want the car that I want. I'm not buying an SUV. Wait a second. Somebody yeah. said that to you. Someone said that to me. Maybe if you buy this SUV, a can... slot will become available Get the to you. Get hell out of here. So it was almost like I had to become a preferred customer, that... or I could wait. You know. So who are you putting on blast right now? Downtown or North Toronto? I'm putting on blast downtown. 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 You're dead downtown. Yeah, downtown. Oh yeah. no. Uh, I think it's not a necessarily an uncommon practice. It's not. Yeah, so to be fair. It's not. And there's only so many of these things that are made. Right. And so you kind of get it, but it is it is funny, those the tactics that are in there for this type of thing. So anyway, so you you bounce. You're like, I'm yeah. going to go up to Nortron. It ain't yeah. that far. I know how to get there. Exactly, yeah. And um, yeah, I reached out to them. They said, yeah, like we've, we've got a slot for you. You can build the car that you want. You don't have to pay anything extra for it. And uh, I think it, it still took around a year for it to, you know, the whole process. But I was able to get the car that I wanted. What type of spec did you go with? Um, so I have a 911 GTS. Um, oh, I meant on a new one. Oh, on the new one. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So right now it's, I'm still on that wait list. Oh, you don't have an order uh, for it. Exactly. Mm. Because these GT3s are so rare, apparently they only have X amount of allocations mm. in Canada. <laughs> I'm not at that level, probably. <laughs> but I know that they are, you know, back ordered. Um, so we'll see if I actually. Well, what own. spec will you do? Let's actually do it right now. Let's, Let's do, do uh, Will. You got to go down, scroll down. You're going to have to go way down to the bottom. Yeah, there GT3. you go. GT3. There we go. Touring or not touring? Non touring. We got to get the wing. Okay, you got to have the wing because it's a GT car. Right. That's fair. I always, I was, I, I, I was. I remember reading on some forums. If you don't have the wing, it can actually th like. I think they they obviously found a way to solve it, but for dudes just trying to take, take off yeah. the wing to make it look like the touring, that it could throw off certain uh, handling oh, handling aspects. But anyway, I'm yeah. Go go ahead. Let's spec it out right now. It's just Carl Conrad. No, no, no. GT three. No. 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 Um, I. Come on, no. come on, Graham. Give him his slot. Right? <laughs> this is my plug for that, yeah. <laughs> so there's this color called chalk that I, I love. It's under that special I had color. I chalk Panamera, so okay. uh, you don't have to convince me on the chalk. Chalk. So that's what I currently have. I'd go with the same because I think the custom color, if you hover over that, how much do they charge to the right? 
$14,000 to paint it in the color you want. But what color would it be if you could paint it the color you want? Say I wanted to paint it orange. But they have an orange. Uh, so that's, so this is a, lava orange is more like a salmon, I would say. What? That was it, orange, Nah, man. it's not how it appears in, in, in reality. All right. Okay. So you really want the custom color. So I wouldn't pay fourteen thousand. But if it was no issue, two thousand. Let's do it. Okay. Let's and you would it. pick whatever orange you really. Because yeah. can I just say something right now? I mean, I know you're you're barely into this, and people are like, shut up, Lou. Let them customize. I love just playing around these customers. I don't even need right. to buy right. cars. Right. I don't even need. I just like I, to go what to I customize really it. just yeah. need is like Gran Turismo or something. <laughs> it's fine. It's way better. I don't have to physically put the thing somewhere. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so he, I'm going to critique already. Okay. I like chalk. I've had chalk. Yeah. This is a GT car, though. Okay. This this is, there's not that many of them <laughs> out there. Isn't this the time to do something vibrant? I mean, as I said, Fort and so no, I never mind the fourteen. Okay, if you, what's your vibrant choice out of what's Will doing? Now? Golf orange. Look it up. Golf orange. No, 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 no. That's, no, we're not doing custom. No, no, no. that's a Porsche approved color. Oh, okay. Golf orange. So we don't need to pay the fourteen grand. Oh, for so that. sorry. Oh, so you're asking which colors? Yes. Okay, what colors out of these would you choose? Red, yellow. Eh. Wait, no, I'm asking you. You're not asking I'd, me. From those ones, I would just take chalk, to be honest. No, 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 no. no. We're taking chalk out of the equation. I, uh, it's a GT car. Come on, Pam. Pick, I, pick, I, just give us one of the vibrant. I'm not. Okay. You're, I, you can I, order the chalk, but like. I would go with their launch color, golf. Is it? No, no. Shark blue? It's the blue one down there. Okay. Yeah. On the, on the yeah, bottom. There we go. Shark blue. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Shark blue. <laughs> Let's go. Why not? All right. Now you can put it back to the chalk well, because we're going to do the one okay. he's actually going to get. He's going to let down uh, all the GT no, fans. No, there's too many options here. I don't want to go through all of these. No, but what about the interior? What are we, we going to do? Um, carbon bucket seats. The full bucket seats up there. Oh, up, up. Yep. Sure. Yeah. Sitting, that's a $7,000 option. You're at two hundred grand already, man. You didn't even do anything so to it yet. The nice thing about these GT cars, they only go up in value. Mm. Some of the few cars Hence that... Hence the slot thing. Right? They're like, hey, you're going to make money on this anyways. This is yeah. an investment. So uh, who are we going to hand this valuable uh, material to? Yeah, I get it. Go up in value. That's crazy. Um, I mean, pretty bare bones. We don't have to go through all... Like, Porsche is known to have, what, what, hundreds of options? I know, but that's the thing I like about it. Right. It's fun to do that. It is. It's fun to go in. I mean, you can change the, like, the deviated stitching. Yeah. Look at that. I, I would get deviated. I would get the, the orange deviated See stitching. Why not? Oh, let's just do the wheels. Let's do the okay. wheels. Are you keeping those wheels? You got to go scroll all the way to the top, Will. So you know. You know where this is. Of course. I told you. This is just a video game. Oh, Wheel accessories. Wheel accessories. Yeah, you can yeah. Go to wheel accessories right below. And you can have yeah. a couple different colors. So yeah. either black, I can, think. Let's see what the satin black will right there. So I currently mm -hmm. have satin black on my car. Will, you, that's a heck of a job you did right there. Yeah. It's one hell of a click. Okay, so we got satin black. And I know, let's see. Satin neodyme. Wait a second. What about the borders? Click the one above that. Yeah, yeah that, that one. one. Yeah. yeah. You get the blue little pinstripe. Let's see this. Yep. Accept. Accept it. See, you've well, done well, it. Yeah, yeah, well, you did it too. Right? Okay. Now give us a better view, like from the side. Uh, next one. Yeah. So maybe if, if you had the shark if blue. If you had the blue, you could do this. Right. Uh, let's see the neodyme, the next one down, Will. Mm. 
Maybe not in this color, right? And then dark silver. I think I would just keep it silver, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. So if you just unclick the the satin neodymium, he goes silver. I go black. Black. Yeah. Yeah. I go with with chalk. I would go black. So I currently have chalk. Or sorry, black on my chalk car now. Yeah. Um, and I find sometimes it loses. Uh, almost from a distance it could look like a hubcap. You know, there's there's just it's detail. Just a, a black hole. Yeah. You lose the detail at yeah. distance. It's a great point you're making. Yeah. This has all been uh, quite a time that we've had here. We've done it all. We figured out. Um, your channel. We got to the bottom of it. We know exactly what's going on. Yep. We've uh, talked about the new Apple products. We talked about your uh, soccer, your football career. Football career, yeah. In Holland. And we spec'd out your 911 GT3 that you can't get because they're holding it hostage. Just like my Pixel. And you haven't ordered enough. You haven't bought enough SUVs yet. <laughs> what a crazy concept for people who don't know about it. You want a GT3? We're going to need you to buy some SUVs yeah. real quick. Damn. <laughs>